Good evening. Welcome to the PSI monthly live training. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI basic seminar, or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. Tonight, we will be talking about mindset. And first, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very special guest with us this evening, Renee Cermak. Renee attended the PSI classes in 1998 and has been working with PSI seminars for over 16 years. She is currently the area director in Phoenix and is a very successful coach, speaker, facilitator, and entrepreneur. Renee lives in Phoenix with her husband and four-year-old daughter. She supports people in transforming their lives by being bigger than their limiting beliefs, increasing their self-esteem, and building wealth. Renee, are you with us? I am. Thank you for having me, Kat. Welcome. We're so excited to have you tonight. I'm so excited to talk about this topic because over the years I have worked with thousands of people going after goals, going after dreams, and the biggest thing that gets in their way or causes their success is their mindset. And um, just looking at goal setting, if you have a mindset of failure is not an option versus a mindset of failure is an option. Those are going to produce very different results. In the game of PLD, Pacer Leadership Dynamics, as well as in the Life Success Course, we work with something called the Commitment Ladder, which is uh, six different mindsets, all uh, increasing with power as you go up the Commitment Ladder. So starting at the most bottom rung, the mindset of I hope, moving up to I will try, moving up to I want, moving up to I will until or unless, moving up the next rung to doing the best that I can, and to the top rung doing whatever it takes. So clearly all six of those rungs, those six different mindsets, are going to produce very different results. So that's why it's important to look at mindsets because whether you're aware of it or not, whether you realize it or not, your current mindsets are driving your current results. And if you want bigger, better results, this might be a place that you want to check into and you might be willing to make some changes. So first I want to cover how do we, uh, how do we get our different mindsets? Where do they come from? So I want to do a quick review of, the value circles from the basic seminar. And so we start with the value circle with the values of very small children. So every single one of us came into the world. We were honest, adventurous, we were curious, we were loving, we were unconditional, creative, risk-taking. And it wasn't some of us, it was all of us. So we all had every ticket we needed. We were given every ticket we needed in order to be successful. So what happens because as adults we're not all successful clearly um so what happens and so life happens you know we start growing up we have examples around us we start creating our belief systems and so let's talk about that so based on 
We decide new things based on our experience, based on examples around us. We decide things about ourselves, about our family, about our parents, about our place in the world. We decide things about how to get attention, how to get affection, how to stay safe. We decide things about how friendly the world is. And from those decisions, from those um, decisions, we, we create a belief system. I mean, if you look at it, we have a belief about everything. We have a belief about toilet paper, whether it should be up or down. We have a belief about crust or no crust on a sandwich. We have a belief about how a beer should be properly poured. And we have a belief system about much, much bigger things, like how to parent or how to treat our physical bodies or how to be in relationships or how to make money or how to uh, set ourselves up for the future. So from our beliefs or ways of thinking, we create our attitude or the way that we feel. So these beliefs that we have create our feelings and our attitude. So imagine if I believe that I am capable, that I can trust myself, I can trust other people, I believe that the world is friendly. So how do you think I would feel? What do you think my attitude would be going out into the world? So it's pot I I could be, I'd probably be excited, I'd be happy, I'd be positive, I'd be helpful, I'd be hopeful. So you want to look at the mindset that I'm currently, that I would be bringing to the world versus an opposite scenario. So we're going to keep looking at these two different scenarios as we go through the uh, value circle. So if I believe that I'm not capable, that I can't trust other people or myself, that the world is unfriendly, how would I feel? What would my attitude be? I might be, I, I'd be non-trusting, negative, scared, hopeless, defeated. And so look at the mindset that I would now be bringing to the world with that different scenario. So the way we feel is created by our beliefs and thinking. Now, from our feelings and our attitude, we create our actions and behaviors, what we do, what we say, how we act. So imagine if I am feeling excited, happy, positive, helpful, and hopeful, then what actions might I take? How, what would, how would I behave? So if in my relationships, how might I behave? I might be open, honest, loving, share myself. I might go on adventures. I might buy them flowers. With my physical body, how would I behave? I might exercise. I might eat well, dress nice. In my career, I might network. I might take classes. I might put my hat in for a promotion. I might do more than my share. And so all of that is now contributing to my mindset that I'm bringing to the world as well. And now if we look at the opposite scenario, if I'm feeling scared, negative, non-trusting, hopeless, and defeated, then what actions might I take? How might I behave out there? In my relationships, I might be unfriendly, distant, not sharing, guarded, jealous, accusing. With my physical body, I might eat bad, not exercise. In my career, I might do the least amount to get by. I might not look for opportunities. And again, all of that is contributing to my mindset. So the actions we take and the behavior we display are driven by how we feel. Our behavior is consistent with our feelings and our attitudes. So now going one step further, our actions and behaviors become habits. Okay, when you do an action or behavior over and over again, it becomes a habit. And over time, those habits produce results. Results you want and results you don't want. So, again, back to our scenarios, if I believe that I'm not capable, I can't trust people, my, myself or other people, the world is unfriendly, therefore I'm feeling scared, 
negative and untrusting. Therefore, I behave unfriendly, guarded, eat bad, do the least amount to get by. What results might I produce? Like you can play out that person's future and the results that they have. And you can also play out their future mindset that they'll be bringing to the world as a result of the beliefs, as a result of the feelings, as a result of the actions, and as a result of the results. So if I believe that I am capable, I can trust myself and others, the world is friendly, therefore I'm feeling excited and happy, therefore I behave open and loving in my relationships, I exercise, I do more than my share in my career, what results might I produce then? Because you can play out the results in that person's life too. And you can see the different mindsets that that person is going to be bringing to the world. So again, going back to the beginning, so our beliefs create our, our beliefs and our thinking create our feelings and our attitude, which creates our actions and behaviors, which creates our results. So you say, well, how does mindset fit into all of this? Well, you're, all of these parts create your mindset. They're all contributors. Your mindset is like a big umbrella over all of it. And your mindset affects all of these parts. So it's like a two-way street. All of these parts affect your mindset, and your mindset affects all of these parts, which is which. what that means is good news for all of us. It means we have many different avenues in order to affect our mindset. So we can change our thinking. We can change our attitude. We can change our actions and behaviors, and we can change our results. All of those things are going to affect our mindset. Now, the place that I like to focus on in, uh, in all of the value circle is in the actions and behaviors, and specifically in the habits that are formed by actions and behaviors. Because if you look at it from the moment we get up to the moment we go to bed, we are just a, one big bundle of habits. Everything that we do is a habit from um, getting dressed, to the way that we drive to work, to how we parent, to the foods that we eat. And <clears throat> all of our habits are made up of one way. What I mean by that is that every single thing that we do, at one point, we had many options of how to do it. And then we picked our way, and we did our way over and over and over and over and over and over and over to the point where we're not even able to see other ways anymore because our way is so ingrained. And because it's our way, we tend to think that it is the right way, and we tend to think that other people should do things our way as well. However, what I have found is that our way is not necessarily the best way. In fact, I know it's not. So our way is just one way that we picked. It doesn't mean that it's the best way, the most effective way, the fastest way, the most cost-effective way. The, it doesn't mean anything other than it's our way. And <clears throat> the key to your future happiness and bliss is to give up your way. Like if people really understood how much them being committed to their way was actually killing their dreams and their extraordinary future. So when you give up your way, what 
you're doing is giving up control. And there's a lot of people out there that, you know, my, my husband has a really cool saying, the looser the grip, the tighter the hold. And people out there not willing to give up their control sometimes are strangling um, the possibilities. And so giving up your way equals giving up control, which equals surrender. Now, I know some people out there have a negative connotation regarding surrender, but surrender is the key to your extraordinary future. And so what I mean is surrendering control and surrendering that it has to be your way, because your way is one way out of 10,000 ways, and it is very limiting. And when you're willing to give up your way, you're opening yourself up to thousands of possibilities and solutions that weren't available to you when you were focused on your way. Okay, so when you surrender, what that also means is getting committed to the end result. So if we're talking about goals, right, you might set a goal and then you go about doing it your way. And when you're unsuccessful, you might want you start looking at, okay, maybe I need to give up my way. Maybe I need to give up control. Maybe I need to surrender and get committed to the end result. So when you get committed to the end result, you don't care the mechanism. You don't care how it gets done. All you stay focused on is the end result. Now, when we're talking about being committed to the end result and not caring about how it gets done, we are always assuming legal, moral, and ethical. Because when you get the goal done or when you have your extraordinary future, I'm pretty sure that you're not going to care whether it was your way, his way, her way, the highway, if you get what you want. And so it's logically easy to go, oh, yeah, well, I want an extraordinary future, so I don't care which way. Yet we are very locked in and bought in to our way and doing it our way. So giving up our way is not the easiest thing to do, even though it is the number one thing to do if you want your future happiness. So, again, the way it goes is giving up your way equals giving up control equals surrender equals committed to the end result equals now open to any and all possibilities because you don't care whether it's my way, your way, the highway, you're open to possibilities and that equals the goal being accomplished or your future bliss. So there are people that I work with that have to say on a daily basis, my way is not necessarily the best way. In fact, I know it's not. See, that's a mindset. And the opposite of that mindset is that my way is the right way and it must be done my way. So that type of mindset, there's people out in the world, they have it, is just very limiting. So if there was a mindset that I would recommend that you first adopt, it would be that your way is not necessarily the best way and that you adopt the mindset called I am committed to the end result and I am open to any and all possibilities in in order to get the end result. I mean, think about it this way. If my way is not necessarily the best way, therefore I will give up my way and I will give up control of enforcing my way and I will surrender my way because I am committed to the end result called my extraordinary future or my million dollars or my number 10 marriage or the physical body that I desire and I'm open to all solutions and possibilities and mechanisms, again, assuming legal, moral, and ethical, and therefore I will accomplish the goal, achieve my vision, and to have bliss. So again, doing things your way is a mindset. And when you're committed to doing things your way, you have to adopt other mindsets like that other people are wrong or that other people are in your way. So let's go back to habits 
because every mindset that anybody has has actions and behaviors which turn into habits that back up the mindset. So people with a certain mindset do certain things which set them apart from other people without the mindset. And what I'm talking about is the small stuff. So I'm, I'm still talking about habits, and I'm talking about the small stuff that make up the habit. So the daily things that we do or don't do, the daily things we say or don't say, the daily actions or inactions we take towards our goals. So the small stuff, when added together day after day after day after day, produces a pretty significant result. So if you look at Olympic athletes, they have a mindset that sets them apart from others. They have habits, daily habits, that we other people do not have. Habits of training, of sacrifice, of diet, of discipline. It's the small stuff that they do daily that the rest of us don't do. So there are, when you look at wealthy people versus you know, I am a wealth builder, and I love to teach people about wealth building. So, of course, we're going to look at a little bit of that on this um, teleseminar. And so this is a list that is from Harv Ecker. He is a wealth building teacher, and he came up with a really great list of 17 ways that rich people think differently than poor people. So I want to cover this list, and what I want you to do is is play along. So I want you to Make a, take a sheet of paper, make a line down the middle, and on one side put wealthy and the other side put poor. And every time we cover one of the 17, I want you to make an X in one column or the other of the behavior or the thinking that you have predominantly. So not the exception of the time, not every once in a while. Predominantly, are you more relating to what the wealthy do and think, or are you more resonating with what poor people do and think. So number one, rich people believe I create my life. Poor people believe life happens to me. Number two, rich people play the money game to win. Poor people play the money game not to lose. Number three, rich people are committed to being rich. Poor people want to be rich. Number four, rich people think big. Poor people think small. Number five, rich people focus on opportunities. Poor people focus on obstacles. Number six, rich people admire other rich, successful people. Poor people resent rich, successful people. Number seven, rich people associate with positive, successful people. Poor people associate with negative or unsuccessful people. Number eight, rich people are willing to promote themselves and their value. Poor people think negatively about selling and promotion. Number nine, rich people are bigger than their problems. Poor people are smaller than their problems. Number 10, rich people are excellent receivers. Poor people are poor receivers. Number 11, rich people choose to get paid on results. Poor people choose to get paid based on time. Number 12, rich people think both. Poor people think either or. Number 13, rich people focus on their net worth. Poor people focus on their working income. Number 14, rich people manage their money well. Poor people mismanage their money well. Number 15, rich people have their money work hard for them. Poor people work hard for their money. Number 16, rich people act in spite of fear. 
Poor people let fear stop them. Number 17, rich people constantly learn and grow, and poor people think they already know. So go ahead and tally up your marks there and just see what there is to see, meaning where the majority of your marks are. Are they in, <clears throat> are you resonating more with how wealthy people think or with how poor people think? Because wealthy people have different, have a different mindset, which also means that they do different things. They have different actions and behaviors. They have different habits. Just like the Olympians that have daily habits, people, wealthy people have daily habits as well. The truth is anybody that does anything really well or that's really great at something has daily disciplined habits that cause them, that, that are definitely part of their greatness. So if you look at <clears throat> wealthy people, they associate with other wealthy people. They are constantly in the conversation about money. They talk about wins. They talk about failures. They talk about net worth. They talk about profit and loss. They talk about um, what they know. They are happy to help other people. They're happy to be mentors. They're happy to be coaches. Wealthy people want other people to be wealthy with them. Wealthy people also invest time and money in education. They invest time and money in themselves. They focus and spend time on building wealth. So they, what you focus on grows. So wealthy people spend time daily focused on either the education or their money management or new investments. See, they're always, wealthy people are always, they have their eyes open and their ears open and they're always looking for what's next, what's new, what are other people doing and where the opportunities are. So you can, when it comes to mindset, you can, well, actually, let me go back to what I call the million dollar, dollar example, because I think this, this gives a good example of mindsets as well. So I use this example in the 90-day Paysetter Leadership Dynamics program. So at the beginning of the program, people set goals, and they set 90-day goals. And these are goals that are big goals. These are dreams. These are, um, some of them might even make them slightly sick to their stomach to even state out loud. Um, and they set a physical goal, a mental goal, an emotional goal, and a spiritual goal, and they and then they have a coach, and they have 90 days in order to get the goal done. So we um, we start the game, and about three weeks into the game, we um, the team comes together, and I have a chance to um, be with them and find out what's happening. Are you on track with your goals? What are your obstacles? What are your wins? What are your successes? And um, so I'll, I find out, you know, that, that sometimes their people are not on track. And so we, we play a little game and we do a little exercise. And what I do is I say, all right, so imagine on all four of your goals exactly what your current results are right now. And then I say, imagine if we go back three weeks to when these goals were set. And I tell you on day one that when you accomplish these goals, when all of them are complete, on day 90, when the program is over, I'm going to have a million dollars waiting for you. So that's the scenario. So when you set the, if we set the, when you set the goals on day one, 
And I told you that there was a million dollars waiting for you on day 90 when those goals were complete. Would the last three weeks have looked different? And of course, the group of people is like, oh my God, yes, of course it would. Be, oh my God. If there was a million bucks on the line, the last three weeks would have looked so different. And so what I asked, then I asked them, what would have been different? What would you have been, if the million dollars was on the line, what would you have been willing to do that you weren't willing to do in the last three weeks based on results? And then I get really specific and they say, I would have, you know, well, I, they say things like, I would have made more phone calls. And I ask them to get very specific, like how many phone calls and who would you have called by now? And so I get them to make a very specific list of every single one of the things that they would have done, where they would have spent time, what they would have said no to, where your failure would not have been an option. And I have them make a very specific list of all of the things that they would have done if the million bucks were not on the line. And then I also ask them if the million bucks are on the line, how many of your goals would be complete right now, even just three weeks into the program, because you're not messing around with not getting your million bucks. So how many of your goals would be complete? And I'm amazed at how many people that five minutes earlier were talking about all of the circumstances and people and obstacles of why they were at where they were at with their goals. Now here we are five minutes later in this new conversation and, you know, what's coming out of their mouth is, is very different because now they're communicating all of the things that they would have done if the million bucks were on the line. Now, my point to them is if you don't have a million bucks, this is why you don't have, <clears throat> this is why you don't have a million dollars. And there are two different mindsets. So the mindset, if the million bucks were on the line, look at all the things that you would have been willing to do. Look at all of the goals that would be done by now because you weren't missing around. And it, then look at the last three weeks and what you really did and look at the mindset that you brought. Now, I'm going to suggest that if you adopted the mindset that, that you would have if the million bucks were on the line, if you adopted that mindset and made habits that would back up that mindset, you would have a million dollars pretty soon, really soon. Because the mindset is what creates the million dollars. And the reason why you don't have a million dollars if you don't have it is because you weren't willing to do the things that you would do if the million dollars was on the line. And so I, I just love this example because it's a clear difference between the two mindsets yet it also shows you clearly the different actions and behaviors that are behind the different mindsets. So what that means is if you don't currently have the mindset, it means that you can get it. If you, you know, you might look at it as faking it till you make it, yet if you did all of the actions that you would do if the million dollars was on the line and you made habits out of that, again, a million dollars would soon be sitting in your lap. So you can, you know, let's say that, that you want to create a mindset of community service, of giving. Like, you don't have to sit there and hope that something happens. You can go and find community service projects, find organizations to get involved with, and then get these things on your calendar and get them scheduled in. And if you do enough of them, pretty soon you'll have a mindset called giving, contributing, and community service. <clears throat> So I want to share with you one other thing 
Um, and this is an example from, um, this is a book called Reinventing Yourself by Steve Chandler. And this is just a small excerpt. Because sometimes, you know, people say, how do you change a mindset? Sometimes you need to just get up and start doing the habits that are going to create it. So uh, <clears throat> here's the excerpt. How can I motivate myself to sell more, a salesperson asks. By making a sale, I reply. Well, that's just it. I'm too low on motivation to do that. How do I get my motivation level up to where I want it so that I can make a sale? Get right into making the sale and your motivation will go right up where you want it. That sounds like double talk to the salesperson, so I often use this exercise metaphor. We are more familiar with this dynamic when it comes to exercise. How do I motivate myself to run this morning? By running this morning. But I don't feel like running this morning. That's because you're not running yet. If you were running, pretty soon you would feel like running. Fear is overcome by doing what we fear to do. Action defeats fear just as scissors cuts paper and paper covers rock and rock covers crushes scissors it's the circle of life but you've got to start it yourself it won't happen on its own Pat, i understand that we might have some questions to answer uh yes we do uh we actually have quite a few questions on mindset people are interested in having a mindset that's going to support them in getting the goals that they want in 2017 First off, what if you are holding two opposing mindsets? For example, how do you live in the moment and plan for the future? Oh, that's a really good question. How do you live in the moment and plan for the future? So again, my focus is going to be on the habits that um, back up the mindset. So there are habits that you can set up to help you live in the moment. There are things that you can do daily to live in the moment. And then there are also habits that you can set up that cause you to plan for the future, okay? Meaning like daily savings, daily keeping track, accounting, that type of thing. So you can spend time in making sure you live in the moment, setting up those habits, and you can spend time in creating the future by setting up those habits. Do we have another question? Yes, next from RM. How am I to keep the awesome mindset I have after taking the PSI courses? Oh, I love that question. Well, first, um, I would first check into exactly what PSI courses have you taken and if there are any left to take. Because the best way I know to incorporate um, you know, what we learned in the basics, because it all comes back to the basics, the best way we can incorporate what we learned in the basic is to make sure is to attend Site 7, the leadership courses, and most, 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 most importantly, to play the game of PLD, Pace Center Leadership Dynamics, because it is designed to support you in integrating everything that you're learning in the seminars into everyday life and into new habits. Uh, there's, a, there's a reason why the game is 90 days and significant change and habits and incorporation can happen in those 90 days. Next question. Next up from JG. What are some daily rituals I can practice to assist me in my mindset? Well, I would say that that depends on what type of mindset that you want to set up. Meaning if you want the mindset of an athlete, that would require different 
daily actions and behaviors. If you want the mindset of an investor, that is going to require different actions and behaviors. So the beauty about this whole thing is that it's very customizable. And what you first want to do is decide the mindset that you want to have. And then you want to think about, you could either look at a model, somebody who has that mindset, and then look at all of the things that they do or don't do in a day, and you can set up a customized plan for yourself. Next question. Uh, next up from JG, this is a different JG from the last one. Uh, how to get your mindset to focus and be successful again after a downfall? Okay, well, now a that's an interesting question because that is a mindset that would view something as a downfall. So what I mean by that is a different mindset is that failure is part of success. And so if your mindset is there's no way for me to succeed unless I fail, then when those failures happen or what you term a downfall, they are <clears throat> your view on them is going to be different because you're going to see that they are just part of the process. So it's like answering your question is, you know, to, in order to do it, to answer your question is to change your mindset on your view of, of downfalls. Because if you're, you know, looking to create an exciting, adventurous life, you know, life is going to keep happening, which means downfalls are going to keep happening. <clears throat> and it depends on, on your perception of all of it, because depending on uh, how you look at it, all things can be viewed as an opportunity. Do you have another question, Kat? Yes, absolutely. Let's see, next from WA, how do you identify that pattern that when you start to succeed, you find yourself back in the struggle of making money? Oh, oh, I like this question too, because you got to start, you got to look at what is your mindset about making money, because that is underneath all things running the show. And so, you know, a lot of times our beliefs, our belief about money, even our relationship with money is very unconscious, and yet the results are all over the surface. And so if your results are not, you know, in alignment with what you want or where you want to go, you might, you got to look at what is underneath. What are the money beliefs that you have? What are the beliefs that you have about you and money? <clears throat> and what is your relationship with money? Because I'm, you know, I'm kind of amazed that, well, I'm not, I'm not too amazed. I, I love teaching people about looking at their relationship with money. Like if money were a real person and it was going to sit down in front of you right now and have a conversation, what would it have to say to you? Like it, would it be excited about being in partnership with you or would it have some things to say about how unhappy it is and the way that it has been treated and where it is, you know, being spent. Because if you, I mean, just think about it. If you were to treat your significant other the way that you currently treat money, how long would that relationship last? So again, back to the relationship, back to the beliefs, because those are driving all of the current results. Do you have another question, Kat? Yes. From JB, procrastination pops up often for me. What are some ways to develop the proper mindset for goal attaining? 
well, we got to get out of procrastination. So where are you allowed procrastination to be an option? You're going to have to you're going to have to close up those doors and close up those options. So again, I always go back to habits. And one of the things that I like to do is, depending on what the subject is, is I like to make a bare minimum list. So like I have a bare minimum um, to be a successful person list. Like every day there's certain items that I have to do, the bare minimum that I can, when I go to sleep, I can go, okay, I was a successful person today. So again, depending on what the topic is, so his, your topic is procrastination. So I would look at what is it, like I would have a 10 item bare minimum list of these are the things that I have to do on a daily basis. And, the, and they would all be small items. However, you got to be able to trust yourself on keeping your word on the small items on the day, on the every day to then because when you do it day after day after day after day after day after day, and pretty soon you have 90 days under your belt, and pretty soon you have 120 days under your belt, and pretty soon you have, and then now you have a new mindset, and procrastination isn't anywhere near. But first you have to make the decision that you're done with procrastination, and then you can set up a certain amount of things, certain things that you do daily to prove to yourself that you're done with the procrastination. Because you're going to need, because you're going to have to, like that's a new mind. Like when you do those ten bare minimum things daily, that is going to shift your mindset of I can do this. I am a person that does that, and then that shifts your mindset, and then that builds momentum, and then and obviously the more time that you have behind something, the more power there is. You know, the mindset of going to the gym. If you go to the gym, you know, three times a week consistently for you know, a year, that feels pretty good. When you have five years under your belt of being consistent, there's more power and there's a bigger I am statement and more confidence and self-esteem that goes that goes with it. So starting with day one is so important to even make the five-year mark possible. Next question. Next up from AL, how to stay positive when living and working around negative people? I see. See, um, let's see, negative people. My first coaching is always do what you can do to minimize being around negative people because they cause a lot of damage more than, than we realize. So I'm very, um, I'm very picky who I allow my brain to be around. Now, sometimes, you know, you, you're not able to be so picky because you have groups of people like family. Um, so, so first off, I'm going to say where you can, uh, and trade up, trade up friends, trade up, you know, even the place that you, that you work possibly, that's not always, you're not always able to change that. And then the places that you're not able to get rid of the negativity that you can change your perception on it. Because one of the things that I think is a fun game to do is to not let negative people get me down and even play off of. Um, their beingness and their comments. And because wherever I, you know, a place where my buttons are pushed or where, where I react, what that signals to me is it's a place that I have more work to do. So be willing to be willing to do the work, be willing to ask questions and be, be willing to get the answers and be willing to do the work there. Do you have another question, Kat? Yes. Next up from TB. Can you suggest practices that strengthen vision in the absence of positive evidence? Yeah, it goes back to our whole theme of, of 
the whole conversation, which is, you know, if you don't have evidence of the, you know, of maybe that you're on track of creating your vision and you, so I would first look at the vision and then look at what is the mindset that I'm going to need in order to create this vision. And then I'm going to look at what are the actions and behaviors that I'm going to need to display in order to create this mindset. And then I'm back to creating my customizable, customizable plan on um, the things that I need to do on a daily basis in order to create the habits that I need, in order to create the mindset I need, in order to create the vision that I have set up. So there's lots of people that create extraordinary visions that started with zero evidence. And it starts with day one. So get day one under your belt with your bare minimum list and then get to day two and then get to day three. And then pretty soon, you have a small pile of evidence and you keep going and then you got a medium pile and you keep going and going and then pretty soon it's huge and you no longer have the current, that you no longer have the problem that you have of not having evidence because you created it. So wherever evidence lacks, um, you're always able to create it. Next question. Uh, next from QK. How do I maintain consistency while trying to change my mindset? Um, oh, maintain, <clears throat> maintain consistency. Okay, so we're talking about the daily action setting up habits. So one of the ways to main consist- maintain consistency is to tell everyone you know and to tell them to ask you about it, whatever it is, on a daily basis, as well as to put up signs. Like when I have a goal or I'm working on something, I have signs everywhere in order to stay conscious, in order to check in, you know, 20 times a day versus going unconscious. Next question. Next from JW. How do I have a mindset of abundance and wealth while living in poverty? That's a good question. No matter what your current situation is, there are always things that you can do. And again, back to, I hate to be a broken record, but back to the daily things and creating habits. However, even if you're living in poverty, there's a way for you to start savings. And there's a way to gain confidence over the, you know, week after week after week of saving. You know, one of the most important wealth building rules is to pay yourself 10%. So even if, you know, where, where, and I know that that's when you're not able to make ends meet that it's hard to think about paying your te- yourself 10% first. <clears throat> However, that is a small step that you can do on a daily and a weekly basis, as well as starting to educate yourself. You know, with the internet, there are videos everywhere regarding um, wealth building and investing. And um, there is so much out there that you can take steps right now, even though your bank account or your net worth isn't in reflection, you know, of where you're going. But what's important is that you start doing things differently daily, because again, wealthy people do things differently. And you could get into the position where you justify and you complain and you do this and you do that. However, that is one of the reasons why um, people have the financial results that they have because of their thoughts, their thinking, their beliefs regarding money, and as well as the actions and behaviors that 
that come about. So if you want to change your results with money, you're going to have to change your actions and behaviors regarding money. There's just, there's no way around that. Kat? Yeah. So next I wanted to address, we have quite a few people on this call who have not done any of the PSI courses. And so if you could take a few minutes to share about how, what the series of the PSI courses are, you know, the PSI basic seminar, the life success course and the leadership seminars. I know you've talked some about the uh, PLD or pace Setter leaderships dynamics program. And if you could briefly share what the PSI basic seminar is and what our series of courses are for everyone on the call who uh, has not yet done any of our courses. Oh yeah. Yes. I would love to. So the, I mean, the the purpose of PSI seminars in all of our courses is to uncover your mindset, your your current mindset you're bringing to the party that maybe is not producing the results that you want, as well as, you know, what I've talked about in this call, looking at the beliefs that are underneath the mindset. And so in the basic seminar, it's a three-day class, and if there's a theme in the class, it's you getting to look at your thinking, your beliefs, the beliefs that you have about you, time, money, other people, the world, how your beliefs are creating all of your current results. Now, the problem is that 95% of our beliefs are unconscious. We don't even know that we're doing it. And the purpose of the basic seminar is through experiential exercises, which they're fun, you're up, you're moving around. Through the experiential exercises, you get to see your unconscious thinking in front of you in technicolor so that you're able to clearly see that all of that, what's underneath producing your results right now, and that if you want to have bigger, better results, that you have to change your thinking. So Site Seminars actually shows you your thinking. It shows you your mindset in all different areas in your life. It shows you your mindset in, on parenting. It shows you your mindset on your marriage. It shows you your mindset on making money. It shows you your mindset on your physical body. And when you become aware of your beliefs, your thinking, your mindset, then you can create, then you're able to make changes and produce, you know, bigger, better results. And so it's, if there's a, you get to see the areas in your life that you're operating from, from automatic pilot, from unconscious being, there's things that we do today be, simply because that's what we did yesterday. That's what we did last week. That's what we learned. That's what our mother did. That's what our father did. And, um, and that there are, again, when you're willing to look and become aware that there are better ways to doing things. And the basic seminar, you know, back to what I was speaking about earlier is that my way is not necessarily the best way. The basic seminar is going to highlight and spotlight all of the areas that you like to do things um, your way and how limiting that is. And so when people walk out of this three-day class, they're able to see thousands of opportunities and solutions that they never saw before because they couldn't see them because their thinking wouldn't allow it. So it's almost like we all wear these blinders on regarding our thinking. We all have a limited view of the world. And the crazy thing is, is that we all think we're right about our view and none of us are right. And um, so the basic seminar is about becoming aware of all of the um, unconscious ways of thinking and the ways that we do things our way. 
and then the advanced courses are designed um, to support people in creating new, bigger, better ways and creating new, bigger, better beliefs about themselves that support um, that support an extraordinary future. And uh, after the Life Success course, we have a women's leadership seminar and we have a men's leadership seminar. And again, all of those classes revealing even more mindsets that we have. You know, when we go to the women's leadership class, we get to look at the mindset. Us women get to look at the mindset that we have about women and the mindset we have about leading and the mindset we have about, you know, raising children and having a career and the mindset we have about being powerful. And men get to look at the different mindsets and and thinking and obstacles and beliefs that are um, special to men. So, you know, site seminars is about supporting people and bringing a bigger, better version of themselves, period. Most definitely. And uh, it's the experiential nature of the courses that really sets PSI seminars apart. I mean, uh, they're incredibly effective at supporting people in transforming their lives and and creating uh, the lives that they want to have. Uh, not necessarily the lives that they think they should have or or they've settled for. You know, what what's the life that you've always wanted to have because it's possible. So, well, uh, yeah, now. even for me, I mean, when I took this class uh, 18 years ago, I, by the way, it's the most valuable three days I've ever experienced. When I took this class 18 years ago, I was a cocktail waitress making about $30,000 a year. And um, now I teach uh, personal growth, and I also teach wealth building classes. I mean, those are those are very night and day mindsets. And um, you know, I just love this course because when I came, when I went to the basic seminar, I was already a big victim. That life had already happened. People owed me. The world owed me. It was his fault. It was her fault. It was. And I had no idea that I had created all of it. And so it was also, though, the most empowering weekend that I had ever experienced because I walked out of there realizing that I had the power to create whatever it is that I wanted to create. Like I was in control of how much money I was in control of my relationships. I was in control of my physical body. And I had no idea that that was true when I walked in the door. So if anybody out there is looking for uh, increased self-esteem, um, realizing that you have control and you have the power to create whatever it is that you want to create, um, and you get to, you know, there's people that are that are worried about, you know, what they're going to find in coming to a three-day personal growth seminar. And 99% of the people walk out the door realizing that they are way more extraordinary and fabulous and courageous and powerful and fun and loving and than they, than they thought. Like we forget, you know, we, we become kind of boring adults and we forget that we have all these extraordinary qualities that we have to bring to the party. And so the seminars helps us pull them back out, dust them off and, uh, you know, make them, make them applicable and usable, usable again. Sure. It is an amazing, the basic is an amazing three days and Whatever it is that you want more, bigger, better in your life, it's possible. It's possible for you. Uh, so with that, let's uh, go back to the training on mindset. And what are some takeaway points that you have from your training that you want to leave us with this evening? Well, I hope that one of the things that 
is clear is that you can either decide your mindset or you can leave it to chance to be formed on its own. Because if you do nothing, a mindset will appear. It just might not be the one that's going to be the most effective in getting you what you want to get. So if you think about your future 20 years from now, do you have a current mindset regarding moving into your future? You know, some of you have a mindset that it's going to be easy, it's going to be hard, it's going to be exciting, it's not very inspiring. Some of you have a mindset that you're capable of creating it. Some of you have a mindset that you're not enough, why bother? Some of you have a mindset, you know, called it's not important. They're all mindsets. And the key here is that whatever your mindset is, you're going to be right about it. So you have a mindset about your future physical body, you know, how it's going to be and, and what you're willing to do or not do um, in order to get there. You have a mindset about your future marriage. You have a mindset about your kids and their future. You have a mindset about your future career. And I also want you to think about your future and your mindset regarding creating wealth. I know that I keep going back to wealth. I, I just, I love wealth and it also makes for really good examples. So you have a current mindset about your future regarding building wealth and you're going to be right about that too. So again, perhaps your mindset is that it's too late for you or that building wealth is for other people or that your mindset is you're going to have to be saved by the lottery or an inheritance or your mindset is you don't make enough money to build wealth, or your mindset is you're going to avoid looking at anything financially at all costs, or maybe your mindset is, sure, maybe I'd like, you know, sure, I'd like to, but, you know, if you go back to the commitment ladder, you know, there's a lot of people that live in, when it comes to wealth building, they live on those bottom rungs called, well, I hope, I really hope something's going to be different in the future, or, you know, I'm going to try, or they even get to the point where, no, I want it, I really do want it. The problem is creating it is going to require getting much further up of those rungs of the ladder. And I just want you to consider that what if your mindset was regarding building wealth, that building wealth is not bigger than me, that I can learn from other people that have already done it, that I don't need to reinvent the wheel, that if all of those people have done it, then I can do it too. What if you had the mindset that your money was out there, you know, working for you and that you had you know, that peace of mind. So I just want to go and I just want to leave you with one, with one last example. So some of you have heard about this before. Um, So there was an ad put in the paper for two jobs. So one ad was a very large full page ad um, advertising for the job for and making a salary of $150,000. Then there was an ad of much smaller, tiny ad with the same verbiage, the same description, the same job um, requirements, a tiny ad that was advertising for a salary of $50,000. Now, the key here is that 200 people replied to the ad for $50,000. Two people replied to the ad making $150,000, even though it was the same exact ad with the same title and the same job requirements. And so that is a huge discrepancy when it comes to, I mean, those are two different mindsets. The mindset that goes, oh, $50,000 a year, that fits, I can apply for this job. And then the mindset 
of that job's for $150,000 a year. That doesn't fit. That must be for somebody else. Same job, same description. <clears throat> so I just want to leave you with one of the more, most important places for you to invest time and money is in your mindset made up by your daily habits because your daily habits, which form your mindset, are going to direct your results every day, all day. Thank you very much for having me on the call tonight, Kat. Thank you so much, Renee. This is perfect topic for you to speak on uh, right now between what you work on with people on self-esteem and what you work on with people on wealth building. And I know with your class coming up on uh, with the Better Wealth Seminar, uh, it's perfect for you to talk about mindset as people are heading into 2017. So thank you so much, Renee, for, for sharing your insights on mindset with us tonight. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the training this evening and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. Um, as many of you know, we post live updates on our Facebook page and we love having your input. Go to facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts about how you're going to implement this in your life. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI basic seminar, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's PSIBasicSeminar.com. And watch for upcoming classes uh, and courses and live trainings over 2017. Like I mentioned, we have additional courses that we're starting. We have the Better Wealth Seminar that Renee is doing. Uh, we also have online trainings that we're introducing. We're very excited to be bringing you uh, lots of new trainings for you to advance your personal growth. So happy holidays to everyone. We look forward to seeing you again in 2017. Have a great night.